You know, God's our creator. Amen. He created the heavens and the earth and us and everything um, that's in this earth. And we worship him. He's the creator of everything big and everything small. Um, he's just absolutely magnificent. Hallelujah. And I just wrote this down and um, I was sitting, um, okay, we were staying in a very small we weren't living large. We were staying in a very small <laughs> lake cottage on the lake. It was amazing, but very small with my in-laws, with me, Clayton, and our three boys in a little tiny cottage on the lake. And it was beautiful, but it was a small little cottage. And so um, I had to teach a few times there, and it's hard to spend time with the Lord when you're in a little tiny cottage with seven people. <laughs> so early in the morning, I'd wake up and go when... Nobody was awake pretty much almost before the fishermen were out because not many people were getting their boats out yet, so I didn't even hear those motors running or anything. And I'd go out on the dock, and I'd just sit there in God's presence and look. And I started to look the first day. I started to look, and I was actually studying for Friday night's message and Saturday morning's message. I wasn't quite yet thinking about today's message. But I started to look over the, the lake and I, I could see fish swimming. That's how many fish are in that lake. <laughs> the Chippewa Flowage is a lot of fish. Um, and then I was hearing the birds chirping. And there were so many different kinds of songs that were chirping. And then I'd see them fly overhead, all different kinds. And um, I heard frogs. <laughs> and I was just having a moment with the Lord. I was just taking it all in and viewing the sun rising, and oh my goodness, I don't know if he was just doing it for me, but there was like the perfect breeze blowing. It was like the most perfect moment, and I was like, whoa, God. I wasn't even like saying it from my mouth, but I was thinking it. I was like, whoa, God, you are so awesome. You are so big, and that was coming from my heart, and I was just in awe of the splendor and the majesty of our creator, and from that place, suddenly the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and he said um, what is in Psalms 8. So if you want to turn with me to Psalms 8, he said this, like, I was just in awe, and my thought was on how wonderful and how mighty God is and the God we serve, and I heard the Spirit of God say, what is mere mortals that you would think about them? Or another version says, what is man? that you are mindful of him. And I was just like, who said that? No, <laughs> I knew the Holy Spirit was saying it to my heart. And so I quick looked it up. I had my Bible and everything ready because I was going to study for a different message. And I looked it up, and it's in Psalms 8, 4 through 9. It says, what are mere mortals, or another version, what is man that you are mindful of them, that you should think about them, human beings that you should care for them, you made them a little lower than God. You crowned them with glory and honor and gave them charge over everything that you made, putting them all under their authority. And reading on to verse um, 8, the birds and the sky and the fish in the sea and everything that swims in the ocean currents, O oh Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. So, like, I'm in awe of this splendor and of this majesty, and, and I'm in awe of his creation and how 
man, we serve a big God. He is so mighty to create all these beautiful things. And here I am thinking about all this. And the Lord's like, but you're not looking at the biggest and greatest creation that I have ever made. What is man that you are mindful of him, that you care for him, that you love him, and that you saw us as such an awesome creation that you put us the head over all this stuff that I'm in awe of. He put us to rule over it. And I I was just blown away by what he was sharing with me, how awesome he sees us, his creation. He was thanking me for just being in awe of his splendor and his majesty and being in awe of the fact that he's the creator of all these good and awesome things. How many of you know everything good and everything perfect comes down from the Father above? Amen. And so if it's not good and it's not perfect, then don't put God's name on it because it's not from God, okay? Hallelujah. So just a little side note, but I'm in awe of the splendor and the majesty. I just can't get over it. I'm just envisioning and I wish I, we had that cabin, um, any moment that I wanted to just walk out, you know, and just be able to sit there because it was just amazing to look at God's creation. But God says to me, that's nothing. What is man that you are mindful of him? that you would care about him so much that you would put him as head over all the other creation, over everything that he created in the sky, in the earth, in the sea. He gave us dominion. Even though we are also his creation, he gave us dominion over all these things. So when you think about the Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the vastness of his love and of his power, of his glory, it's overwhelming, isn't it? Especially when you're in nature and you're just taking it in. It's overwhelming. You can just look up at just a forest and of trees and it's like, wow, something, it didn't just happen. There wasn't some big bang, okay? God, the one we serve, created that, amen? And there's more, you know, we just see little bits and pieces as you travel, but, um, God is so awesome, and he's so powerful, and he says in his word that he made us just a little lower than himself, and that was his decision. He made us in his image and in his likeness to rule because he needed someone to take care of the earth. So he made us a little lower with the ability, the power, and the dominion to rule over everything that's in this earth. Hallelujah. Isn't that so awesome? So then my mind, when he starts speaking to me about that, my mind was just like, whoa, this is so much. But Lord, you're so amazing. Again, you know, I'm, we're not to be idolaters, you know. We're not to worship self. But yet, we shouldn't be putting our head down. We shouldn't hang our head. We should walk in confidence in who God created us to be. He's a mighty creator, and we are his creation. In him, we live and move and have our being. We're his creation, and he's an awesome creator, amen? And so he has made us a little lower than himself with the ability to have this dominion and to speak and to create, and um, he wouldn't put us in charge of something if we had not the power to take charge of it, amen? Let's, let's look at that a little bit more. Let's turn to Genesis 1. 
Let's look at God's creation. It just really puts things in perspective, puts God in perspective for you, uh, makes him bigger. Sometimes when you're faced with struggle in life and you stop looking at how big God is, you start getting overwhelmed, you start getting worried and in fear. But we need to take a moment and reflect on the bigness of God. Hallelujah. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light, and it was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. He called the light day and the darkness night. I mean, our God was working. And evening passed, and morning came, um, making that first day. Then God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens and the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space, um, separated the waters from the heaven and the earth, and he called the space sky. And in, when evening passed and morning came, that marked the second day. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so that dry ground may be, appear. And that's what happened. God called dry ground and land and waters and sea, and he saw and it was good. Um, then God said, let land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed, bearing plants, um, trees, growing seeds, bearing fruit. These seeds will produce every kind of plant and tree from which they came, and that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit, and their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind, and God saw it was good. So he is speaking. He's creating. It's coming to pass. He speaks. He creates. It comes to pass. And every single time he sees his creation, he's not like, let me just take an eraser real quick. I kind of messed up right there. No. Every single time he creates something, he's saying, I see it and I call it good. Amen. And so when we see God's beauty and his splendor and his majesty in this earth, God saw that it was good. And he's not saying something different about mankind. <laughs> he's saying, it's good. He said, I made it and it's good. All right? And so he made us and he made us a little lower than himself and he called us good. But we're going to read on. Then God said, light appears in the sky to separate day from night. Let, them be si let there be signs to mark the seasons and the days and the years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that's what happened. God made two great lights, one larger, the moon and the sun, obviously, one larger to govern the day and one smaller to govern the night. He also made stars in the sky. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and govern the night and to separate the light from darkness. And God saw and it was good. The evening passed and the morning came, marking the fourth day. God said, let the waters swarm and the fish with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created the sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of its own kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed and morning came, marking the fifth day. 
Then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal. Okay, so he's just imagining it. He's speaking it. It's created and it's good. That's how big God is. He is so supernatural and this is the God we serve. Every offspring and um, produce every offspring of the same kind, livestock, um, small mammals, every animal that scurries along the ground, wild animals, and all and all that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock, small animals, each to produce offspring of its own kind, and God saw that it was good. So right now you might be getting bored, maybe, but we need to reflect on how big God is. Every single time we see an ant, there's an intricate little tiny body in that ant. And inside that ant is the, the ambition to build these ginormous ant holes you know, ant hills and to work, work, work and to slave and to store food and to work. And, you know, every creation that he has, he puts something in them to want to live and want to survive and um, to produce after its own kind. So all of these things, it's not just what we're seeing. There's internal of each thing. And then there's the little, you know, ambition and motivation of each creation that he has created. There's such a complex, um, creation that God has created. It's so amazing. Then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal. And let's move to verse 26. Then God said, let us make man, human beings in our image. So he's talking to the Holy Spirit. He's talking to Jesus. He's like, let's do this. You know, we, this looks good. The creation looks really good. The skies look good. The earth looks good. The sea looks great, man. I love the way that fish turned out, Holy Spirit, you know. And so he's just reflecting on the goodness of his creation. Then he's like, I got this awesome idea. I've got this creation that's going to top all of these other creations. This one's a big one. God said, let us make human beings in our own image, to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the earth. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, both male and female, he created them. Then he blessed them also and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and over all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth, all the fruit trees for your food. I have given you every green plant for food and all the wild animals and birds in the sky and small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life And that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw it was all very good. Evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. Never thought you'd hear that whole entire passage, did you? But it was so important. I didn't want to pick it apart because every bit of God's creation from the smallest little ant all the way to his largest creation. You would think when I, if I were to ask and start off this message, what is God's biggest creation? Some people would say the sky, the stars, the earth, but no, God's biggest and best creation is say me. 
Me, yeah. Each one of us, his best and favorite creation over all of them is us. We're having some fun today. Imagine him putting the dogs over the humans. He could have done that, you know? Our little um, Teddy, he's a little, we named him after my dad. Teddy, he's a little um, Boston Terrier, and he thinks he's a bulldog. He thinks he's really awesome and mighty and tries to herd us to do what he wants to do. But it's not that way. We're the master. We have the dominion, amen, in this earth, not just in our house, but in this earth. We command the skies to rain or not rain. We command the fish to fill the boat. Jesus was here demonstrating that to us, and he commanded those fish to come. He commanded the winds and rains to cease. And then somewhere along the line, um, some human beings started to get it. And we need to get it. They started to understand that we are a creation that's created in the image of God, in the image and likeness of him, not just to look like him, but to also act like him. And that we have internally embedded and created in us the, the intricate details of our of our being is that we have this power in our earthen vessel that the excellency and the power of God would be revealed. What, how did he reveal his power in Genesis 1? By creating, by producing life, by calming storms. You know, he, he created the heavens and the earth, and then he said, I'm going to put man here that's created to be like me, and he's going to be in charge of it. He didn't just put us here and say, be in charge of it, but you know what? You're not going to have any kind of power to make sure that things happen the way they should happen. No, he created us in his image and likeness to be like him. We're talking about all creation today, but I'm going to highlight, obviously, us because we are created in his image and likeness, and we're his best and biggest creation that he has ever made. But some people out there might not act like that. We might get down and out about what's going on in this earth or what's attacks that are happening to us. And what happens is the enemy tries to cause distractions to get our minds off of the bigness and vastness of God and, and the bigness of who he created us to be and all he put in us and tries to get us down and out and discouraged about what's going on in this earth. And to focus on that. But God wants us to focus on who we are, whose we are. We're a created being, not just that. We're not just nobody. We're somebody to God. A creation created to be like him. Hallelujah. I just started dwelling on that when he said, what is man that you are mindful of him? That you would care about us so much that you would make us like you. And give us the power and the dominion over everything. And I started thinking about different times that human beings exercised that power that they were given when they were created. Think about it. I'm thinking about Daniel in the lion's den. I don't think, now this is just my two cents on it, okay. It's not necessarily in the word. But when you read and meditate on the word, things kind of come to light. So I'm thinking about Daniel in the lion's den. We know that God shut those mouths of those lions. But I believe that Daniel 
having the relationship he had with God, knew his authority, knew his dominion, and knew that he was created to be like God. So to say that he didn't command those mouths to be shut and command those lions to be still and not to harm him. Amen? And so then I started to think about um, David, just a young boy. And he knew his power and dominion. He knew that greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. And when they're looking for someone to conquer the giant, he's like, pick me. I mean, a little probably preteen or not quite adult child boy, man, <laughs> you know, those, those boys who like grow up and they still, they're kind of starting to look like a man, but they still have the high voice. So they're kind of half man, half um, child. And he's like, pick me. And, uh, They're like, why would you be able to conquer this giant? And he's like, because I know my authority. I know who I am. I know I'm created in the image of God. I'm a creator. I have dominion and power over every creeping thing in this earth. And so he knew that because he had taken it out on a lion. He had taken it out on the bear. Okay, so yeah, he physically wrestled them, but he knew that he had some might. It wasn't by his might or power, but it was by the power of the spirit. He knew he had some power in him. And he's like, what's stopping me from demonstrating that same power or that same dominion towards this giant? So I start thinking about it a little more, like, Okay, Lord, if he calls us his best creation and he saw us and he said, it's good, I'm going to put them as rule over everything that's in this earth. And so I start thinking about it a little more. Then you got Samson and a whole army of Philistines taking him out with the jawbone of a donkey. Taking him out. One man really can't physically do that. But a man filled with the knowledge and of the power and the dominion that he was created with could do that. And that's what it is, is we need to hold our head up high and start meditating on who we are and whose we are. The creator of the heavens and the earth created us to be like him. And if we can't get someone set free from a cold or a sprained ankle, then you're not quite yet meditating on the fact that you are just a little lower than God, (laughs) created with dominion and power. If the enemy has got you down because of someone saying a few bad words to you at work or someone um, accusing you of something and you're ready to quit that job, then you are not exercising the dominion. The Bible tells us that we can take authority over the enemy, that we can resist the enemy and he will flee from us. But it's not going to be someone who's timid and shy and who doesn't know who they are. You need to have this knowledge of whose you are and who you are. I'm, I'm a created being, created to be like Christ Jesus. 
I'm created in the image of God, and I have been given. I didn't ask for it, and I didn't earn it. I was given and created within me was the dominion and power to rule this earth and to trample on snakes and scorpions so that nothing will by any means hurt me. So these men of God are are stepping in to the knowledge of who they are, the fact that they're the biggest and best creation And yes, humble yourself and he will lift you up. But the thing is, is he doesn't want us to put our head down and bury it in the sand and be oblivious in this world and what's going on. What he wants us to do is stand tall and stand knowing that we were created to be like Christ with the same dominion and the same power. In fact, he says, greater is he. This was put in you. Greater is he that is in you than he or anything else that is in this world. And we just need to know that and exercise it. Someone else who knew this, Moses, he had to learn it. And each one of them had to learn it. And it was out of relationship with God. But Moses, he had to come to the knowledge. It wasn't, um, you know, it, you know, he was like fasting and praying and visiting with the Lord on the mountain and complaining to the Lord. He didn't want to go, you know, because he felt like he was a nobody. So God had to wrestle with him and deal with his self-image for a while. He was hanging his head down low, like, who am I, Lord, that I would be sent to set your people free? But the Lord's like, you don't realize I created you a little lower than me with all the dominion and all the power? You've got it. You've got what it takes to do this thing. And so, okay, God gets him, you know, to start focusing on how big God is and that the fact that God's in him and with him. And so he gets to where he's, you know, motivated to set the people free and and to come. Then they come up against the Red Sea. What is he doing? It's not just a rod that he holds up. He is taking dominion. He is exercising what God created in him in, in Genesis 1, I think it's 26, he says, let us make man, human beings in our, image, in our image. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky. Pretty much over everything that's in this earth, they're going to reign. So when he exercises that dominion as a creator, created to be like God, he lifts the rod and the sea starts, starts to part. Is it because he was extra special? No. Yeah, we all have gifts and callings of God, but it was because he started realizing that God's an awesome creator. He started realizing the God that created the heavens and the earth created him and gave him this dominion that whatever God is asking of you, that he wouldn't ask you something if you couldn't do it. And so if God's asking you to do something, then he already knows he already placed that ability in you because God knows his own ability. And he created the heavens and the earth. It would do us good to go out at night where there's not a whole bunch of city lights and look up and see the stars and see the trees and hear the birds and realize, my God created this. The same God that created the heavens and the earth created you and he called you good and he created you this was his big idea let us make man in our image 
in our likeness. Let them have rule. There is no reason this earth, the symptoms of this earth, the attacks of the enemy in this earth should rule us because we were created to rule it. We're the greatest creation that God has ever created. I'm not trying to puff you up, but I'm trying to build you up to be to walk strong in the Lord and in his mighty power that already resides within you because it was created in your DNA. Amen. We got Elijah commanding it to rain or not rain. You know, it says he commanded it and the rains were held up for seven years. And then he, he commanded it to rain and then it rained. Why? He knew his place. He knew he had dominion. He knew who he was created to be and what he was created to do. You know, and so the earth at that time called for it so that it would be assigned to the people. And so he went ahead and exercised that dominion. I'm not telling you to put yourself in a place where you're in a lion's den. But if you happen to find yourself in a lion's den, go ahead and exercise that authority. Go ahead and exercise that dominion. Amen? So then we got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God just starts showing me all these people that exercised and realized I am created in the image of God. And so... They're just determined they're going to worship God and worship him alone. And they're these three brothers, and they're, they're worshiping God. And this, this mandate goes out that they only worship the one God of this city. And they decide they're not going to worship that God. They're only going to worship the creator. And so they go ahead, and they just, they just keep worshiping God. They're bowing to um, the God they serve, the creator, the one and only true God. And they get threatened and thrown into the fire. And they start walking around in the fire without fear. Why? Not just because Jesus showed up, because whether he showed up or not, it didn't matter. It does matter, but it didn't matter. He's with us always, whether we see him or not. It's really fun when you see him, though. <laughs> but they exercise that they are greater and that they have dominion over everything in this earth. They were able to walk around because he said, he, um, in Luke um, 10, 19, he says, See, I have given you power over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. So they had power over anything that happens in this earth. They had the power. So when you're thrown into a fiery furnace, they had the power and to declare that nothing shall by any means hurt us, you know? And so they have the power, they have the dominion to exercise when you're in the midst of a storm or when you're in a fiery furnace or you're in a lion's den or you need to get through this Red Sea that you have been created with some kind of godlike DNA to be able to part that sea or to be able to sit calmly and peacefully and have a good night's sleep amongst lions because of who and whose you are. And so if, when you start thinking about the vastness and the, the awesomeness of God and the fact that you're his most best, I might be saying that kind of silly, but you're the greatest and just his best creation, the thing that he's most proud of, we should be able to hold our head up high no matter what it is we face in life and not just take it, but command it. He said, say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Don't doubt 
who you are and whose you are. Don't doubt. You are created in the image of God. And he says it. It sounds crazy, right? But it is in the word a number of times he made you just a little lower than himself. We still worship him. We serve him. But he wants us to act like who we are. His children, the God, almighty God, we are his children. Created to be like him. So each story is an example of the dominion. These aren't extraordinary people. These are simply human beings, men that come to know that God is mindful of them. That God is there to take care of them. That they're created to walk in dominion. And they start walking because of reflecting on the bigness of God and the fact that they're one of God's creation. They start walking in that dominion. And that's what God needs us to do. If we'll spend enough time with the Lord and just focus on how big he is, you'll walk in more confidence. You'll walk in more power and more anointing. Why? Because you'll realize what he's saying is true. You'll realize how awesome God is and he lives on the inside of you. Nothing shall by any means harm you because you've been given power and authority. All you have to do is exercise it. All you have to do is hold your head up high and exercise that dominion. I said it already. Luke 10, 19. See, I have given you all power and authority over every, he gave us, we already seen it in Genesis, he gave us power over every creeping thing in this earth. Over the heavens and the, the sky and the rains and the earth and everything that's here. He gave us dominion over it. But now he goes, and anything else, spiritually speaking, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. So that nothing will by any means hurt you. Because we know the devil's out there, he's trying to um, kill, steal, and destroy But God has come, he created you, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But how are you going to walk in that when all this stuff's trying to come against us in this world? You're going to have to find out how big God is. You're going to have to concentrate on who God says you are and what he has placed on the inside of you. I was created, you were created with the DNA of God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth. We're his most prized possession. We're the reason, we're the apple of his eye. We're the reason he wakes up in the morning with a smile on his face. Isn't that awesome? But some people out there, I'm not saying it's you or me, sometimes we wake up and we say we wake up on the wrong side of the bed, we wake up grunk grumpy, or we wake up upset, or we wake up distraught about what's going on in this earth, but we need to get out our Bibles, or we need to go outside and take a walk in nature and reflect on the bigness and the goodness of God so we get our minds refocused on how big God is and the fact that he is in us, that we do not have to face anything and hang our head down, but we can walk in confidence. If we will do that, The Holy Spirit will give us the words to say, to command this thing, to be thou removed and be cast into the sea. He will will give you the words to say, to to, um, walk in the authority of Christ Jesus that he gave us. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke 12. 
Luke 12, um, verses 4, and then we're moving on to verse 7. He says, look at the ravens. They do not plant or harvest or store food in barns. This is just like one small example. Or store food in barns, for God feeds them. Are you not far more valuable than birds? Of course we are. He put us as rule over those birds. And he feeds them. They don't have to toil and struggle. He feeds them. Then moving on to verse 27, look at the lilies of the field for another example. How they grow. They don't work and make their, um, make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory wasn't even dressed as beautiful as they are. And God cares so wonderfully for those flowers that are here today and they're thrown into the fire tomorrow. He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So what is God doing? He's trying to get us to reflect on how big he is. If he's going to feed the birds of the air, if he's going to clothe the lilies of the field, then he's going to take care of you because you're his most prized and greatest creation that he has ever created or will ever create. You have been created in his image. He didn't create the birds in his image. He didn't create the land or the sky in his image. He didn't create the dogs in his image. He created you in his image and in his likeness to walk in authority and to rule over what's going on in this earth whether that be in the government, whether that be in the land, whether that be in the physical realm or in the spiritual realm, he gave us authority that we should be walking in as a created being in the image of God. Hallelujah. We are some kind of wonderful. (laughs) That's what he thinks about us. Amen? Nehemiah 9.6 says, you alone are the Lord. You made the heavens and the um, you made the heavens and the heavens of heavens, with all the hosts, um, all the earth and all that in the sea and all that's in them. You have. I wrote this really wrong. <laughs> um, all that is in them. You gave life to all of them. And even the heavenly hosts you created and the hosts bowed down before you. Basically, you created everything in heaven. You created everything in earth. You even created the host of heaven and all of your creation bows down before you. He deserves our worship. We shouldn't be worshiping self, obviously. You're a created being. You shouldn't worship any image other than God. Amen? Because that's putting a God before him. But God deserves worship and respect to his creation. You should respect yourself. You should respect other human beings because that's God's people. That's God's creation. Doesn't mean that they're acting like it. But we should love them and pray for them. Because he said to love those and pray for those who persecute you. So that's our response to when people are not acting like God's creation. God wants our praise and our worship. Revelations 4 says, 11 says, Worthy are you, O Lord, 
our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things. And because of your will, they existed and they were created. Nothing in this earth that was created was created by anything but God. He desired it and he created it. And God created you because he desired you for love and for fellowship and for worship. Amen? Let's turn to Psalms 148. Just trying to boost you a little bit today that you're a created being in the image of God and to, to get you to reflect on the bigness and goodness of God as our creator so that you realize you're good. He saw you, he made you, and he says, you're good. Amen? Psalms 148, we're going to read the whole thing. Not long. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him from the skies. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all the armies of heaven. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye twinkling stars. Praise him, skies above. Praise him, vapors high above the clouds. Let every created thing praise Give praise to the Lord, for he issued his command and they came into being. So nothing in this earth was created except for by him. He set them in place forever and ever. He dec his decree will never be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean depths. Fire and hail and snow and cloud and winds and weather that obey him. Mountains and hills and fruit and trees and cedars, wild animals and livestock, small scurrying animals, birds, kings of the earth and all people, rulers and judges of the earth, young men, young women, old men, old women, children, let all praise the name of the Lord for his name is very great. His glory towers over the earth and the heavens. He has made his people strong, honoring his faithful ones, the people of Israel who are close to him. Praise ye the Lord. He created the heavens. He created the earth and every single thing, including us. And he says, let everything that I have created praise the Lord. <laughs> God wants our praise. He wants our worship. In Luke 19.40, he says, if we don't worship him, the rocks are going to cry out and worship him. And he says it there in, in Psalms 148, that the heavens, the stars, the sky, even the rains, everything that has been created by him worships him. The sea, the, the fish, they might worship him in a different way, and we won't understand probably till we go to heaven on all that stuff. But the word says, even if, the, if we don't do it, if the fish don't do it, if the earth doesn't do it, then he'll get those rocks to cry out and worship him. But we should reflect on the goodness of God and you just can't help. When you start looking at creation, you can't help but worship him. Man, God, you're so awesome. Man, Lord, it just comes right out of your heart, right out of your mouth because you're just amazed at how awesome he is. 
And I don't think that I was singing a song. You know, we sing songs, and that's great to, to try to lead us in. But really, true worship, he, the Lord's seeking those to worship him in spirit and in truth. True worship comes from the abundance of your heart. When you reflect on the goodness and the bigness of God, and it just kind of blurts out of your mouth. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm reflecting, and I'm just sitting, and the breeze is blowing, and I can't even get that moment back, but I just remember it, and it was just blowing, and I was like, whoa, God, you're so awesome, and that was my worship. Oh, man, you're so awesome, God. You're so big. Oh, my goodness, you created this breeze. It's so incredible. God, you are amazing. Look at the sky. Lord, look at these waters. Oh, man, look at those fish. Lord, I hear like 20 different kinds of birds singing, and it's so beautiful, and I'm not like this crazy nature person. I'm not, I mean, Clayton calls me like Pocahontas, and he actually has a, he, <laughs> he actually has a, um, yeah, he calls me Iron Heel because I have issues with my heels, and um, like a native name, but um, anyways, so I, I come from, you know, Wisconsin, and, you know, our, our, our family is from Wisconsin, and we are native to this land, but Typically, I'm not all about nature and all that stuff, but I love the Lord, and I love to be in his presence, and just sitting and looking at nature, it's like I was instantly in his presence. I didn't need a song because everything was singing to him, everything, all creation, both big and small, was worshiping God, and I felt that presence as if we were all here worshiping God in unity, but you're outside and literally because like Psalms 148 says that everything is worshiping him. And so then I start worshiping him. And then he says, what is man that I am mindful of him? And I look and I'm like, I am also your creation. And I also worship you. Hallelujah. God created us to worship him. We are God's creation. And he says we are his royal priesthood. We are his holy nation. We are a peculiar people. Why are we peculiar? We are the image of God himself. But created to worship him. It says in John 1.3, all things come into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came. If he didn't create it, it wouldn't be here into being that anything that has come into being was created by him. Job 33, 4, it says, the spirit of God made me and the breath of the almighty gave me life. And that's the truth. In the beginning, God created you and I. He breathed life into every single thing that was created. And that's why we live. And he deserves our worship. Is this putting something in perspective for you? Helping you to focus on the goodness, the bigness of God? I didn't know how this would go over, but I just like, I knew that God wants me to let everybody know we serve a big, big God. Amen? The worship team, if you have a song, you can join me back up here. In Psalms 150, verse 6, it says, let everything, everything that he created, let everything that has breath 
praise the Lord. And you instantly think of humans, right? But no. Let everything that he breathed on praise the Lord. Everything he's breathed on. When he spoke, he breathed. And it came to life. And then he said it was good. If you're a created being, which we are, then we should be praising the Lord. Our lives should praise the Lord. We should be reflecting daily, not on the negative things in this earth. In Colossians 3, 1 through 3, I believe it is, he says, focus on things above, not on the things of this earth. Focus on the fact that you're seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Focus on the kingdom of heaven, not on this earth. We're here temporarily, but what we need to realize is we're created and we're here as rulers and reigners in this earth. We're not here to get beat up. We're here to stand up and to be children of God and to rule and reign and let the devil know who's put as head over this place. We're created in the image and likeness of God. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And if we don't praise the Lord, the rocks are going to take over. So we better praise the Lord. Amen. So let's just give God a song of worship. But right now I'm going to go ahead and pray. We're going to praise the Lord with our tithes and offerings. I got my offering ready before service.